0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of In Between the Stitches. I am your host, Brady Wilson, and as always, I'm with my co-host, Chase Olschwinger. What's up? And it's been a great uh, weekend of sports, great week of sports, since we last talked to you guys. Um, The Rangers are doing a lot better. The Cowboys were riding high off Dallas. You know, the NFL is back week one. College football had another great weekend, so, um, and as usual, we'll start with basketball, but as Chase was talking about, not much (laughs) going on. not much going on. The U.S. got knocked out. That was about, you know, the only thing that was notable that happened. Yeah. Um, so let's just uh, kick it right into baseball. Yeah. Uh, the Rangers, since we last spoke, have really turned my mood around. Um, obviously, last Wednesday, I went to the Tuesday Astros game where we got walloped and then was going that Wednesday night and was talking about how this is rock bottom. I lied. <laughs> Wednesday night was rock bottom. And if you want to argue Friday night was rock bottom, losing the first one to the A's, making it four in a row. But you bounce back. You win 2-3 against the A's. Now you've taken 2-4, the first two, especially in Toronto, clinching the tiebreaker, tiebreaker, yeah, which is, could be really big because there's no more game 163. It definitely has been a turnaround for the Rangers. And, you know, the starting pitching looks good. The bullpen, my guy LeClerc and Burke, they, they definitely tried to make it a little bit more interesting last night. But we were able to pull out the win. You know, Chapman came in, slammed the door. It it looks like the old Rangers, hopefully, which is, I think, what we're all
1: hoping for. He allowed the home run, but, I mean, we had the insurance run, so it's okay. But um, he was dominant.
0: He came in and did his job. If if it had been like, you know, a walk, walk, then a home run, I'd have been a lot more worried. But one solo shot, hey, you know, that's cool. Yeah. Um, Evan Carter is shined in this Toronto series. First career home run. Uh, It's his second outfield assist already. And he's really showing that 5 tool potential that I don't think a lot of Rangers fans... Because when they hear about him, they think you know he's tall, he's lanky, so he's probably going to be a, you know he's a contact hitter, he's a big on base guy. He's got pop, he really does because his swing doesn't really it can generate some power. He needs to put some more muscle on. He needs to get with Adolis Garcia. Yeah, I don't that, right. that, that workout regimen. I think mean, everybody in baseball needs to get with Adolis Garcia <laughs> in his workout. Um and put some muscle on that frame. And if he did, he could definitely be a twenty twenty five home run guy for a sure. year. You know tw- twenty twenty. Definitely that type of player, but he's really showing why we took him in the second round when nobody knew who he was. Nobody, Jim Callis, great you know draft analyst for for, for baseball, kind of like what Mike Mayock was in the NFL draft, right? Jim Callis was like, I don't know who this guy is because he three games in high school, didn't attend really any showcase events, and the Rangers they had a scout, and that scout deserves a raise. He deserves a nice raise. A new house, maybe, you know, a new car. Deserves <laughs> that deserves everything because he was so convinced that, you know, Carter was gonna be a, a stud that we took him in the second round. I mean, that's the kind of thing you bet your career on. If you tell your team, take this guy in the second round, and then he just he bottoms out, you lose your job over one guy. I mean, technically the guy that did Scout Mike Trout lost his job just a few years. Anyway, you know, later. But that's that that's the Angels. They don't <laughs> know they don't know how to run a baseball franchise. Um definitely Bet his career on this kind of pick, and definitely has paid off for him and the Rangers. Yeah. Um. What, have, what What have you thought of Carter's performance since he's been called up? I mean,
1: amazing. I mean, it looks like there's no pressure on him when this is the biggest pressure for the team. Like right now, trying right. to fight for that, you know, for the pennant race, and he's coming in there with, you know, no pressure. He's coming in. He's taking his time at the plate, which I love to see. I love to see that the patience that he has. He's not chasing balls outside the plate. He's taking a pitch, even if it's in the zone. He wants to know. He he really he really wants to see that pitch that he wants to hit. He's not he's not he's not you know he's not chasing anything. But uh, I've been super impressed, and I think that with all this going on, I hope that you know it will uh keep boosting his momentum and boosting his confidence going into future games. Because listen, if we do make a, r- a run and we make the playoffs, he will be starting
0: in those playoff games, and that's a big ask for a guy that you called up last week. Yeah, I mean his plate pitch is something that everyone has noticed. His ability to recognize pitches. Definitely, when when if you didn't know it was Evan Carter, you'd think they were describing a young Tony Quinn, right? Just from the way they would say he can recognize, you know, the pitch, he can see it. So I have a stat from Evan Grant. His first four games, Evan Carter has seen fifty nine pitches, twenty nine of which were outside the zone. He swung and missed at one, yeah, and then he swung at one other. It was and that other one was a that he he only swung and missed at one. And he swung an, He swung another one. That was a two-two fastball that was riding in on him, and that was his first career hit. So he's only swung at two pitches and is betting five hundred off that. Of yeah, that and there's the the, the the and that's on Evan Grant's Twitter. And the top tweet, uh, the top reply is Tony approves, and it's a gift of Tony going smiling. It's um, great. I mean, definitely has. Really impressed, you know that maturity really showing, and like you said, he just looks so cool. Right, just he's whatever, man. I'm in the major leagues. It's all, it's all good. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm just here so I won't get fined. Almost like he's just chilling, and it's great, you know. And then uh, if you look at other prospects, uh, we got another one coming, Wyatt Langford, his first double A home run. So you have got two young outfielders. One's already here, and I would imagine he's playing his way into a 2024 opening day roster spot. And so is Leody. Really good is the past yeah, I think, two five weeks.
1: game history right now. And
0: uh, he's, you know, he's up to 270 batting average when he was no, 250 so, not too long ago. You're, you're, what, what, I, what I'd be inclined to do is name Carter the starting left fielder. Keep Layoti for a year. And if he has another year like this year where it's just so up and down, you can't count on him. And Lankford's ready for 2025. Trade Layoti. And I'd be open to trading him this offseason. For Trout. For Trout. You're hilarious. He, you saw that. Really? Angels are opening open to trading well, I him. I saw that you're open to trading him, not to us. No, of course not to us.
1: But no. you can always
0: dream. Yeah. I'm good. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll take my two young outfielders over one old guy that gets banged up every year. Sure. Um, Langford first double A home run. What your ideal scenario is: Garcia's in right, Carter's in center, and Langford's in left. If you don't, if you some, if you, if you get rid of Garcia, which I think Rangers fans would riot if you did. In the next, I mean, he's at least got four or five more years. Yes, he's on the older side because he's not a young guy. This could be Nelson Cruz 2.0, where you just see a guy that just is consistent. You know, age, you look at numbers. I can't tell you what the numbers are, but I know there are numbers that they use. You know, okay, is this guy in decline? I could probably figure it out. I'll, I'll, next week, that'll be my assignment. I'll figure out the numbers that right. well, I'll look for in El Bombay to see if he'll decline. And from everything I've seen, he won't. He's streaky. But of course, Mitch Moreland was streaky, and he's one of the best first basemen we've ever had. So I mean, you are hes just a streaky hitter. With his de- if he continues with his defense, you're fine. You're you're cool. He has 30 home runs a year, 250, 240. I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take sure. every day for sure. Um, Scherzer update. So Max Scherzer did leave yesterday's game with some triceps tightness. Now he did think. Now, I don't know what qualifies Scherzer as an expert on anatomy. <laughs> it was kind of funny how I, he, he's a very, he, people he's a very very smart guy. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a reason why he does a lot of stuff with the Players Association. He was saying that he wonders because sometimes tightness and pain can shoot up your arm through the tendons and everything. That, that forearm tightness he was feeling could have gone up to the tricep now. So I hope it's not anything like Tommy John or torn tricep or something just... But he's a really tough guy. So, what feels like forearm tightness to him could mean torn tricep. Right. Right. So, I mean, I'm just saying, you don't know with Max Scherzer, but you're just kind of hoping if he needs to sit out one start, sit him out a start. You know, you have six starters right now. Yeah. Dunning, you know, he, you haven't you really decided who going, who's truly going to the bullpen. It feels like it's, it's kind of funny for Boji. But if he, needs to, if he needs to skip a start, you have the depth to allow him to skip a start, and and you're still feeling okay about it. And then uh, we got a division update. So last week, obviously, the Rangers were pretty down in the dumps. Yeah. Out of the playoffs, hit rock bottom. Today, as we stand, we're in second place, a half game up of Seattle, a full game back of Houston. And looking at the wild card, we currently hold the second wild card. Yep. And Houston, uh, Houston, Seattle and Toronto are tied for the fourth. Now, I don't know who has a the tiebreaker there. I, I don't know. I think Chase is checking for Yeah, us. I'll look it up just to uh, make sure we have the correct information before yeah, going forward. Yeah, I don't know has the tiebreaker there. And then it's kind of sad because then there's Boston at seven games out. So really, this is a four-team race. So There's going to be one team that is good that's going to be sitting out, and it's probably going to be either us, Seattle, Toronto, or Houston. I mean, there's four teams, and again, only three of them can can make it. There was a series in July... And the Mariners
1: took two out of three. Um, I'm looking to see where the other games are. It's not showing me, it's just showing me the one series in Seattle. But have they not played
0: Did they play them again? They 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 must play them again. Have they this not month. Pl- yeah, I'm gonna
1: say have they not played them their second time yet? Because I remember we played Toronto a while ago yeah. back in Texas.
0: Yeah, I think it was in June. Yeah. Um I'm just going to keep looking real quick. I'm going to keep updating on the... uh, Wow. So, you know, it's definitely tightening up a little bit here. (laughs) The air is getting a little bit thicker (laughs) in the playoff race. Um, As it stands right now, we were looking at, um, you know, the news. It stands right now, we would be facing Tampa Bay, and Seattle would face Minnesota. And I asked Chase, you know, who would you rather face? Forgetting that this is the playoffs, and any team you face is not going to be an easy matchup, right? So, I... I don't like. I mean, I guess Tampa Bay maybe because we have a little more success against them this season than we do the Minnesota. Obviously, yeah. But really, I any mean, team you face, it, it's it's playoff baseball. Yeah. Right. Ideally, you win the division because if you win the division and you can keep the Twins from getting that second seed, you can get a first round bye, get a little healthier, get a rest, and then be able to play one of the wild card winners and and guarantee that you make the ALDS. Right. Right. Guarantee that you're in the second round, because even if you get bounced, you're bounced in the second round because baseball is a little bit weird. You know, it's kind of like football. You, you know, you get your first game, but you're bounced in the second round. So I I would think Tampa Bay maybe is a little bit easier. And that sounds crazy because of their record. Yeah. But they're not playing great. Minnesota's playing pretty well right now. So is Tampa Bay. I mean, they're 7-3 in their last 10. But... And they're actually they're actually playing Minnesota right now, so we actually yeah. have a matchup of what could be two of you know one of the teams that we're facing. And looking at that game right now, it is live. And uh, last time I checked, it was 4-0 Tampa Bay. Uh, it would help if I hit scores. Yeah, it's four to two. Okay, Tampa Bay, in the end of the fourth. Um, so then, you know that that you know two playoff teams right there. I mean, I don't see the Twins l- relinquishing control of their division. And which we'll move to the uh, rest of the league update here. Well, real quickly, going back to Toronto oh, and Seattle, the season series,
1: they are actually in a season tie this year. Interesting. They are three three, and they don't play each other again.
0: So then they would probably go to division record. I think I had to look up what the tiebreaker rules. We we did look them up, and what the second one is, whatever it is, I don't care as long as we're in the play. Listen, <laughs> as
1: long as we win, I'm not worried about anyone else does. You got to win your game, do your job. All
0: right, Bill Belichick. Yeah, hey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it it, it 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 is a mantra that has yielded six Super Bowls. Um, Baltimore is leading Tampa Bay by three games. That looks to be not locked up. But if you know, I mean, Baltimore's eight and two in their last ten. They don't show any signs of slowing down. No. Um, Tampa Bay, you know, they're just two, three games back. Um, Toronto's eleven and a half. Boston, eighteen and a half. And then the Yankees also at 18 and a half games back. So those teams are out of it. They're just playing for pride at this point. It's kind of funny to yeah. see the three what you'd consider poverty franchises in that division just being completely on top of Boston and New York. Yeah. The, the the legacy franchises. AL Central, you got Minnesota up seven and a half on poor Cleveland. Cleveland just is three and seven in their last, and they're just they're dead. D- Detroit, nine and a half back. I believe we
1: go there right after our Toronto Cleveland, series. Cleveland,
0: yeah. Which is, real quickly, I was looking at our schedule, and,
1: like, we don't have days off till the 21st before really? the Seattle series. Really? We went from, Houston, I believe, Houston, or do we have a day off before Oakland? Yeah, we did. We did. So we started we did Oakland, the three-game series, then the four-game series versus Toronto, then three-game series versus Cleveland, then another three-game series versus Boston, and then you have your day off before the Seattle series. So... They got to push right now. And it's uh, It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough cuz yeah. we know what happens before the All-Star break. Um earlier this year when you definitely saw some fatigue in that last what was it? 17 game stretch. Yeah.
0: yeah. So you guys are right here. So yeah, we don't have an off day, like you said until 21st. Next Thursday. Yeah. Um before that crucial three games in Arlington against Seattle. I'll be there that Saturday game. Okay. Um it's it's, it's Bobblehead, you know me. I'm, I'm a Bobblehead guy. Collect. I think it was Adolis. Uh, um, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Adolis stomping on home plate in the powder blue. So yeah. it looks, it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um I, I if you want to, I you could commemorate it as the walk-off home run from this year because it was on a Sunday, yeah. you know. Um you could. So looking at this, you know, we got the Blue Jays these next two games. Just take one more. Take if you took 3 of 1 from Toronto, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy with that take 3 of 1 and you've already taken the first two. So you're you are in the catbird seat there. Uh Guardians need 2 of 3 there. You really need to sweep that and Boston, ideally. I mean, I know that that sounds—that's a lot to ask, to, to sweep them both. You just got to win the series, honestly. You that's do, what I'm looking at. You do have to win the series, um, in both of those because that's you know, four and two, that definitely works for me. Yeah. Um, Mariners, I'm gonna say this for Rangers: take two of three from every series, at least take the majority, win the series. You drop one, you drop one. But, I mean, in, in a perfect world, I would actually be willing to drop two of three from the Guardians or the Boston, pick one of those, if we could sweep the Mariners three games. Sure. Because that the, you guarantee they lose three times, and you guarantee you win three times. Then you got the Angels, and then the, that last Mariners series is a four-game set. They just don't have it. In Seattle. Yeah, so yeah. The, October 1st when the game ends, two ten, The division could be coming down to that day. Yeah, it really I mean, could. I it, it's possible. It Houston really could. is in a bit of a funk right now, which is glorious to see. Oh, it makes me so happy that Houston has lost two against the A's. Yeah. So Oak, no matter what happens now, A's win the series, and I'm happy with it because so, you can't expect them to go in there and win two. So Oakland, from these Rangers fans here in the studio, thank you so much. Yeah. We love you. I want to buy an Oakland jersey now, just to commemorate this wonderful occasion. And if you can beat them tonight, that's a lot to ask. But if you can, and we can win tonight, we are tied now. We They're first. We are back. In the lead of the division, but we're not in first because Houston holds the tiebreaker. Yeah, because our stupid team couldn't win any games <laughs> against them. Yeah, uh, but you do have Boston. You do have the Mariners. I mean, you know, Guardians in Boston are not—they're not. I mean, they're—they're they're decent teams, yeah. but they're nothing that makes you go. Where like, the better? Where the better team? I—I I, I would rather face them over Toronto. So I mean, you should beat. You should take three, two of three in both of those series. Definitely. And then the Angels. I'll be
1: at that twentieth game. The twenty fourth Red Sox. Yep. Wednesday.
0: Wednesday. Yep. At 105.
1: Yep. I know it is during our podcast episode, which we will discuss furthermore. We don't need to discuss it now. Yeah. We'll have
0: we'll figure it out. I was like, wait a second. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll figure out if it gets out a little bit later or a little bit earlier, we'll figure it out. But yeah. um yeah, I mean you definitely have started off this blue jay series. It's just it's funny how baseball works. Four game losing streak, four game winning streak. Baseball is weird fun but weird and then going around um you know back to the national league now um you do have atlanta just checking the time there um atlanta 16 and 16 games up they can actually clinch the division with a win today um atlanta can yeah because they yes i believe because they have clinched a playoff berth they are the first team to clinch a playoff berth so they could lose every game from now until you know the season ends and there you will be in the playoffs. Yeah. They've clinched that. Because Philadelphia is 16 games back. I mean, it's unbelievable. It, they're, it's pretty good. And the, listen, the Phillies are rolling. Right Phillies now. Are rolling. They are rolling. Um, Miami, 21 games back. And we'll do the wild card next. Mets, they're dead, 28 and a half back. Washington has Washington's been a little better than I thought. Yeah. Only 15 games under 500. I know that sounds really bad, but they've been. I think this is definitely a good year to build pretty off sure they of. have like, the same records as the Padres or something and, like that. And I think in, in in two years, you know, you could be looking at a team that is pretty good. Yeah, they actually do almost have the same record as the Padres. That's really bad. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. kind of crazy. NL Central, it's kind of funny how both, both Central divisions are the weak divisions in the league. Uh, Milwaukee is up four on the Cubs. They're up seven on Cincinnati. Pittsburgh's 14 and a half back. And St. Louis is 17 and a half back. Yeah. Those teams aren't coming out of it. Um, right now, I think Pittsburgh. Ideally, if they could go on just a toward winning streak, they could get above 500. But probably not going to happen. No. Um, the Dodgers 88 56. They Arizona's back 13. They'll probably be the next team to clinch. The yeah. Dodgers, I'd imagine. The National League is usually a lot a little bit more parity than the American leagues for some reason. The, the Central and the West have always been tight races the past few years. San Fran is uh, 15 and a half back. San Diego is 21 games back. Colorado's 36 back I mean it's just a race to the bottom Colorado's a race to 100 losses the A's are one away from 100 losses and the Royals have already gotten there so actually the A's are not the worst team in baseball no they're and I actually though. think they you know it's weird to say but I do think they are playing a lot better
1: baseball in recent in recent weeks
0: they're six and four their last 10 I mean yeah. they definitely uh but their run differential is the worst in baseball yeah by a wide margin Colorado is the second worst at negative negative... Minus 221 runs, right? Um, Oakland's is 295. It's crazy, yeah. So then you look at the wild card standings um, for baseball. We're already went with the American League. Uh, Philadelphia's up 3.5 on the first wild card spot. Chicago's up 2 on the second. Arizona has that third one. But they've got three teams right on their heels. So it's not like the American League. American League is really two. the last two in the West— and then the last two in the, in the East. Right. It's going to be what it comes down to, right? And then they've got Cincinnati only a game back. Miami's a game and a half back, and San Francisco's a game and a half back. San Diego is eight. I mean, it's not out of the question. With with the talent on that roster, you should be able to make a push. It's just, I it, just, don't it's just it's not going to happen because you can't expect the other teams to... No. So, I mean, if you're asking me what I think is going to happen here, I would definitely probably say it probably stands as is. I don't... That, that's how you would I'm going to make a that.
1: little bit of a... Of a, a big predi- prediction here. I'm going to go Miami with that final wild card spot.
0: Okay, I, mean, I hey, think they're
1: playing a lot better baseball as of late, and I think they could really sneak their way in.
0: They're a good team, you know. I think the thing with Miami, I think Solaire's hurt. That's that's one of your best bats out of the lineup. So I I'd, I'd take Arizona or Cincinnati in this one. But baseball is you know coming down to the wire, and football. This is uh, the best time of the year for especially me because I love baseball and football. You got basketball right and around the corner. this is the only time of the year where both of my my two main sports are playing. Right. Right. Obviously, the NFL draft is the draft, and then baseball is coming back. But really, this is the best time because both are playing, and it's super—every every day I have sports to watch. It's fun. Right. We're going to move on to college football now. We got uh, week two. UNT dropped a heartbreaker <laughs> in FIU. It was just—it was not fun. You know, obviously, we think we have to fix the quarterback play. The defense has to get better. It was just, uh, it was not a good week. No, not at all. For UNT football.
1: Not at all. And uh, I mean, you look at like the team, the offense put up 40 points or 39 for the odds, 46, 39. And you look at that like, wow, you know, the offense is clicking, but the defense has just been terrible. It's been one of the worst in all of FBS. Um, You're not going to win games like that. You can't rely on your team to put up 40 points every game. Um, But no, there was a quarterback change. Um, Stone Earl was benched for, um, for Rodgers, and Rodgers came in, was 11-15 with 200 yards and two touchdowns. Um, mm-hmm. So he came in and did his
0: job, and he should be seeing that starting position next week. It was definitely a change that needed to happen. Yeah. Um, fun little story uh, brewing right here. So Baker Mayfield has a fun little quote. It's Baker, so brace yourself. But Yeah, right. Baker um, said, quote, I am a Texas Rangers fan, not a Houston Astros fan. Baker Mayfield says of talk that he picked up signals from the Vikings defense on Sundays. So basically they were accusing him of stealing signs, and he went, I'm a Rangers fan, not an Astros fan, so I, I won't steal signs. <laughs> I love it. I love Baker that's awesome. Mayfield. Oh, that that wins me over. I mean, that's, that's a great quote. Um, I'll never have too much of
1: a soft spot for him because he played at the OU, but yeah,
0: um, it's a great quote. And by the way, tonight's um, matchup is Montgomery versus Yusei Kikuchi. Right, and
1: I will say for one more thing, just going back to baseball real quick, that this, you know, this series right here, it is the best four pitches for each team, I believe. Yeah. Because tomorrow you got Evaldi versus Gosman. To, I think Evaldi might might be out of the Cy Young question now, but going, you know, a month ago, two months ago, those guys were right at the top, so should be an interesting one.
0: You ready for this? Lankford is hitting 348 and a 1093 OPS over his first seven games wow. in AA. I mean, he's on track to be here next year. And I did forget Jack Leiter has, I think they've shut him down for the rest of the year, has looked really good coming off the the developmental list. His control is back. It. it we're hoping that he can parlay this into a great season next year. Right. Definitely for the Rangers, for for us Rangers fans' sake. Back to college football, though. Nebraska-Colorado at was a great game. Um. It kind of felt like Colorado was using what I call fake motivation. I don't remember Nebraska ever doing anything. And Carl was like, "Oh, they were doing all this. They made us all angry." And I, I wonder if it's just that, you're kind that of prime time, effect. yeah. You kind of tell your team this is happening. It's not really happening, but it's it's given to get fired up, right? Right. Colorado looks like a powerhouse.
1: I'll I'll say it, man. I mean, I'll be the first one to come out here and say that I wasn't wrong because I did say that I had them, you know, being yeah. definitely like a seven to eight win team. Listen, looking at their schedule and looking from the way they play, there is a chance that they could lose one game max. And I, I I'm very impressed, and I think that they're heading in the right direction.
0: Say they do look really really good. Um, Colorado, i uh, oh, sorry, looking the wrong thing. Utah at Baylor. I mean, that was kind of it's expected. Met off right? game. Um, Ole Miss at Tulane. I did pick Tulane. Just I want I wanted to pick the trendy pick. Ole Miss won. Tulane is now unranked, but I I think you know the the Green Wave, I believe as they call them, will be back. Excuse me. And then we had game of the week. Texas at Alabama in Tuscaloosa facing the emperor, Nick Saban, and they pulled out the win. And I think in a good, not dominant fashion, but a
1: very, very controlled fashion. They're, they were the better team from kickoff, and they, uh, they, they produced and they showed that they deserve to be in the SEC,
0: and they deserve to have the recognition they are getting. What I think was evident from Texas for me was every time Bama would try to take the game away from them, like, Texas was sitting in the driver's seat, you know, we we're controlling the game, and Bama would reach over and try to grab the steering wheel, and they would take control for, you know, a couple minutes, mm-hmm. and then Texas would slap their hand away and go, no. And it felt like every time the game would get out of control for Texas, they would, it would you know, it would start spiraling maybe a little bit, and you'd have a point where you could look back and say, well, this is where it changed for Bama, and the momentum switched, and Bama won. Texas put a stop to that and was able to counter it and do something positive for themselves and win the football game. They're definitely better than Bama. They definitely proved they're the better team because it wasn't like they lost on a fluke or a, a last-second Hail Mary. It was, it was a true they beat Alabama. Yeah, they did. Right. And uh, obviously we had an incident, and I cannot repeat the things that were said. But we did have an incident with student section at Bama. Yeah. We were talking about this pregame. Just... The, the, that does not represent all sports fans, right? I think when you something like that happens, and if you don't know what we're referencing, go look it up. And it was not the Texas side. It was, No, it was, it was Al- Alabama. Alabama yeah. fans were screaming at some of the Texas players to do, th- calling them names. So I cannot repeat on here, and I don't even want to say what they were saying at all, but they were definitely making um, racial comments and homophobic comments and just it definitely does not do a good name for sports fans it just i mean i'm I'm not phrasing that correctly it does not you know help our image i'm trying to say it it, you know as as sports fans those are probably students that are drunk that are college that are you know college kids that probably couldn't even tell you what cover two means or what a slant route is (laughs) but they're there because it's alabama and they want to see you know the crimson tide win and so they're just gonna yell things at the Texas fans. And I'm all for heckling. Heckling is funny. Like my dad would, you know, tell me stories that him and his buddies heckled Jose Canseco about Madonna. <laughs> would, <laughs> would would heckle guys in the outfield because they was, you know, they were the outfield um, bleacher seat, you know, talkers. And heckling is fun as long as you keep it somewhat cordial. You don't make any really mean, like truly awful comments to somebody. Nothing racial. Nothing about their really, truly personal life. Madonna was a little bit funny, but. I just think it, it definitely crosses a huge line, and if I was this Bama, you know the Alabama whoever the the, uh, the president, I would consider banning them and kicking them out of the uh, kicking them out, out of the university. Clearly, they should never be allowed at a football game ever again, yeah. and I don't think they should be allowed at any sporting events ever again. Um, it just is not good for sports fans for for that to surface, and then it. it People go, well, I don't like sports because the fans are crazy and they yell things at the players. And it's, well, that's, you know, that's just, that those aren't truly football fans. Those are just, hey, we go to Alabama, one of the most historical football, at least, you know, schools for sports in the NCAA. So we're going to go to all the games. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, if I was going to Bama, I'd be going to every game, <laughs> I'd be going to the lacrosse games. I yeah. mean, it's, it's Alabama, right? So. You know definitely the football games, great state and great atmosphere. It just it just sucks to see that from from sports fans yeah and it you know does not represent us all but week three we're, we're going to preview here UNT at Louisiana Tech we've got to win this one.
1: again they should win, but they're not favored anymore this, I mean so
0: it's this would be a game that you take um you know obviously, but i I don't really look at the season as a big year because it's the first year of a new head coach right and in college, usually the first year of a new head coach is a punt year. Right, Matt Rule is the blueprint for me for that. For, for His first like two years at Temple and first two at Baylor were awful. And then he turned it around. So Nebraska fans, calm down. He'll turn it around. Just give him a second. right? But past the UNT game, we were looking. There's not many big primetime matchups. No. I don't believe I saw one ranked against ranked opponent. If I'm wrong, please correct me. But here are just the ones I pulled. Colorado State at Colorado. Just a rivalry game for Colorado again to try and go win. You know, in Boulder, uh, Wyoming at Texas, kind of a nice little cupcake game coming off of a big Alabama game. So
1: just, you know, kind of listen, it could be a trap game. I mean, you you have all that momentum of coming off and beating. I'm not yeah. saying they're going to lose. I'm just saying, like, you don't want to take it for granted. You want to come out there with all the firepower that you had going out of Alabama and exactly. bringing it into this week. And don't, and don't, you know, don't play with your food. This game you should win and win the game. Exactly.
0: Um, Pittsburgh at West Virginia, kind of rement the backyard. I think it was called the Backyard Bowl last year. It was a it used to be a big rivalry that I didn't know existed because it had stopped playing. And then last year was I think one of the first games, if it wasn't the first game, because prime time it was it was in my dorm room, was watching it. You know, it was a great game. So I'm kind of I put that on there just because it was it's a good cool. game last year. Yeah. We'll see this year. Tennessee at Florida is going to be my pick for game of the week, simply because I love Joe Joe Milton, not Shake Milton, not the not yeah. not not the guard <laughs> Joe Milton. Who has an unreal arm, and he's kind of become one of my quarterback prospect darlings that I've been watching in college football, you know, along with um, the guy from uh, Washington, Michael Penix. Oh, and yeah. And obviously, yeah. you got Drake. There's a lot of good quarterbacks in college football Michael Penix. You've got Caleb Williams, Drake, Drake May. Yeah. You've got um, Jaden Daniels, who I'm a huge fan of. You've got not Travis Hunter, the other, the other guy. We talked, we tra- Travis, no, oh, not Travis, from uh, um, USC. Jordan. Jordan Travis? Jordan Travis. Jordan Travis from, or USC. from um, FSU. Or FSU, sorry. Yeah, FSU. Yeah, got the colors um, mixed up. <laughs> USC, Caleb yeah, Williams. Those so. names mixed me up. Yeah. But definitely a lot of good quarterbacks. I'm watching that one simply for Joe Milton. Um, Washington at Michigan State. There's been a lot of things with Washington State. Not Washington State. Michigan State. Um, right now with their head coach, Mel Tucker. I'm not going to comment on it because I haven't done enough research to say he's right. No, she's right. No, they're right. So, it just is... A very messy situation right now at Michigan State, which yeah. really sucks because Nell Tucker seems like a really good head coach and, and you know, got paid a lot of money, was t- trying, trying to turn that program around and is, uh, it's going badly. Yeah. It's not going well for me. <laughs> and then the last one is LSU at Mississippi State. It's SEC, it's Jaden Daniels, Could LSU. Be good. Yeah, yeah, you never know. So that's your college football recap. And as we, I think we're closing in on the 35 minute mark here yeah 31 minutes um we're gonna move to the nfl we have a lot to talk about here so i think we do you want to start with the cowboys here and then go to the nfl or do you want to
1: yeah i mean or we could, you want to start out with our uh just like you know
0: our predictions our we predictions? made last week all right we'll, we'll do the predict yeah because you beat me i did yeah, beat, yeah. yeah that's kind of why that's why to start you there. want to start off <laughs> with yeah. that so week one um the lions at chiefs you did technically pick the Lions, right <laughs> Um, I did say the Lions. I said, I will take the Lions if Travis Kelsey is not
1: playing. And, and he did not play, and I, therefore, am telling myself that I went to the Lions. We were both
0: right on that one. Uh, Panthers at Falcons. I took the Panthers. I took Falcons. I was thinking Bryce yeah. Young. It was wrong. Um, Texans at Ravens. We both picked Ravens. I didn't have to ask him. I know he did. There's no way he didn't pick the Texans. Uh Bengals at Browns. I picked. I picked the Bengals. Yeah, I did too. You obviously, too. and uh, the Browns came out to play. Man, it was it was raining hard. Not and
1: a good. Not a good first game
0: for Joe Burrow on that new contract. Whatever. But
1: it, it's week one. It's okay. It's week
0: one. Yeah. It's week one. It's, week one. it's week one. It was raining. I'm not worried about it. Did you see the Michael's the uh, the Miles Garrett crossover thing? Yeah, so He a boring one. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. And I'm like, okay, that that, yeah. that that that's
1: tough. It's intimidating.
0: Jaguars at Colts. I got worried there for a little bit because I almost because the Colts looked Colts look really good. And good. I mean, they, go, they look, look good. Looked a lot better than I expected, especially after losing Stephon Gilmore. But I, I think they may have finally found their quarterback. Well, he, he'll take some more time, but I think they found the guy. Um, but we both went Jaguars. We both went Jaguars. We're both right there. Um, Bucks at Vikings. I took the Vikings. Same here. And we were both wrong. Bucks pulled that one out. You know, they were keying in on Kirk Cousins. It was just. That Buccaneers' defense is going to be probably what win them games. They could, I'm just saying, the NFC South is a very weak division. It's possible that if the defense carries them and Baker just plays well enough to win games, they could be a nine or ten win team. Yeah. They 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 could be there. I'm just I'm not saying they're going to be. I'm just saying, from what I saw, and I don't remember what you had them at, I had. The Bucks. I can look. At I can look for you real quickly. I had the Bucks going five and twelve. So after seeing that performance um, on Sunday, I, I, I had mean, them going six and eleven. You you you, you don't know, right? So sure. it's not a science in trying to pick these things, but they definitely could win some more games than I expected. Um, Titans at Saints. I went Saints. Saints, yep. and they squeaked it out. I think Derek Carr will be
1: fine. He just you know, used... It was just an ugly game. I mean, Tannehill will not be that starting quarterback going into week four, or week five. I don't. I, I that's what I'm standing by. I think you're going to go to Will Levis or Malik Willis for sure. He just doesn't look like he's yeah. comfortable in the pocket. They're just not kind of. They're no. not really producing anything offensively. I think if you bring in a guy with, you know, no film on him, no tape on him, and more of a threat like Will Levis, that could open up the offense a little more because you can open up the run game
0: more for Derek Henry,
1: and see what you got there.
0: Um, we got Niners at Steelers, Niners, and it, the Steelers was a lot worse than I expected. Now, I know everyone was, for some reason, everyone's, like, darling pick in the AFC was the Steelers. Because um, they we, look good in the preseason. And looking at my list here, I had them at 10 and 7, but I really didn't see the hype as much. As much as other people were saying, oh, they could win the North. Hell no. I'm yeah. sorry. No. I don't see them as a playoff team. Yeah, I had them at nine and eight. <laughs> I mean, it just—I they definitely had to figure out some things on offense if they want to get better. Um, clearly, uh, and they got the pieces. It's just going to be about you know executing it. Cardinals at Commanders. We disagree on this one, and I emerge victorious. I'll take my small little victory. I went here. for the
1: underdog. I mean, I, I just didn't want to root against Tennessee. I believed in the or Commanders' root defense.
0: Root four. I believed in their defense, and I was proven right, um, as I usually am. <laughs> <laughs> and. uh Commanders pulled that one out. It was great. It was a it was it was a really good game when you look at it from two bad teams. Um ba- Packers at Bears. At oh, Packers. I'm I'm yeah. eating this one. Yeah. I said the Bears. Yeah. I uh, they were one of my darling picks. And uh I am uh, I was wrong. I <laughs> uh, there it just it was a lot of sloppy football from the Bears. I think their all off- their offensive the offensive line yeah, their, of- their line was offensive. Um, it was just not good play. There was a player to left tackle missed the guy completely standing in front of him. And as a former lineman, I felt like I could have done that. Yeah. <laughs> pay pay me the million. I could miss an NFL player like that. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was just bad. Um, Raiders at Broncos. I picked the Broncos. Why did I? Why? Why did I pick the Broncos? No, I had the Raiders. And I should have picked the Raiders, but I wanted to think that Sean Payton make a difference, and it just didn't. The onside kick though was really that was funny. hilarious. Yeah, it was cool because it was you know being able to reference a really cool point in history. You know, obviously the, in my opinion, arguably the gutsiest. People say it's the Philly special. I severely disagree. I think the guts the gutsiest single play call is still that onside kick. Yeah, because you're facing Peyton Manning, you're facing a juggernaut. You're not supposed to win this game, and you're gonna come on onside kick to start the second half of the Super Bowl huge. Yeah. You know, the Philly special was illegal, by the way. And I go <laughs> it was an illegal formation. Um uh Dolphins at Chargers. Pick the Dolphins. Same. Kellen Moore looked good, but he he looked like Kellen Moore. I turned it on and in four four plays I could have told you it was Kellen Moore calling the plays if I didn't know it, right? Simply because it was again, I had you know a friend of mine definitely had the best way of describing the Kellen Moore style of play calling. Like a kid who got the all Madden playbook, but doesn't know <laughs> how to doesn't really know how to use it. Just kind of throws plays out there, right. and his players sometimes execute, sometimes don't. And excuse me, I think that was proven with you know McCarthy using Turpin. Mac- Kellen Moore didn't know how to use Turpin. He didn't know how to use other pieces that he had in his offense. And I think that you know McCarthy obviously a seasoned play caller does. So Dolphins, you know, obviously got that win. It was, it was a really it was a shootout. It's a great game. It was a classic, your classic shootout. The
1: two a tie connection was unbelievable, commanding for over six hundred and fifty yards.
0: Yeah, um, Eagles at Patriots, and I did this was one of my upset watches. I, I and, said it was a trap game going into New England. You were, you were a lot more confident in a trap game than I was. I was thinking, you know, New England, because I just been told by Patriots fans, don't look at the first couple weeks. We're usually you know we're finding our identity. Bill doesn't even worry about the first like four weeks. I remember that game. Remember the game where they got slaughtered by the Chiefs? Mm-hmm. If you watch the Do Your Job documentary on that year, he talks about that the ha- halftime. I was not worried about losing that game. I was worried about can we play as a team? Can we play, you know, play hard, play fast, play good, play as a team, all that stuff, right? Because week one lost in week one is not going to ruin your season, right? And so uh, the Patriots looked really good. It definitely is, should be giving New England fans more hope than they've had in the past few years. Um, the the Bill O'Brien offense looked really good. They they just need that one playmaker. They're missing that guy. They're missing the receiver. Yeah. They're missing the Gronk. That guy that your quarterback can go to each time if someone's not if something's not there. They're just they don't have it. And maybe Kayshawn Booty, Booty, I think it's Booty, it maybe he can be that guy, but right now it's not looking like it. So we'll we'll just have to see what they can do. Maybe they trade for a guy. Maybe yeah. they, maybe their team is in the market for a receiver. Um, Rams at Seahawks. I thought the Seahawks. Same here. It was... And the Rams, they came to play this year until they get injured. You know, I mean, obviously it's an older team, not a lot of depth. So we'll see if they – I don't see them being a big-time player in the NFC this year, but we'll see. it is Sean McVay. Then we had the game of the week. <laughs> I, I, I definitely would probably say, I mean, what would you think game of the week is? Probably I mean, – Dolphins-Chargers. Dolphins, chargers. Yeah, that's 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 fair, because um, now for me it's going to be Cowboys, Giants bias. Well, of course you know, bias. Um, well, well, we'll get more into this game when we go for the Cowboys segment. It was a great game for us. Yes, Cowboys defense looked it's it's the Doomsday defense reborn. Giants looked really bad. Daniel Jones looked scared. We'll I'll dive more into it. Right. In, but we both I think Cowboys obviously winning that game. Yeah. Bills at Jets. I had the Jets. I did too. And uh, you know and we're going to go ahead and dive into this storyline before we before I forget. Aaron Rodgers is out for the year. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I was at um, I was actually at the frat house uh, cuz we were having our flag practice mm-hmm. before it got canceled. Um, and then I was there watching um, the game and I got a notification, Aaron Rodgers is out and of course, you know, everyone was like, "Whoa, you know, Aaron Rodgers is out." And then we watched the replay, and we didn't see anything. Right. And then we we watched then I later that night, I watched the close up you you, you and see you can it. see it see yeah. the Achilles is such you know it's right on your skin, yeah. so you can see it when it pops. it popped, and it looked very painful, yeah, and very bad. I don't think he'll retire I think he I think he really wants to win with the jets, I think he's yeah. really. I mean, when you get your butt kissed that much in front of players, you kind of want to win for them, and I really feel bad for game. I mean, you know, Garrett Wilson, he told Garrett Wilson. Like, sorry, kid. Sorry, kid. Yeah, you know, the, the John Wayne type of line there. But I think he really wants to win in New York. So I think maybe you trade for a quarterback. Man, if only Trey Lance was available to trade for. <laughs> maybe you'd sign a quarterback. I, I definitely see them signing a veteran. I'm going to go ahead and say this. Not Colin Kaepernick. I can see Case Keenum. That's never gonna happen. Yeah, everyone needs to get over it. Fla- I could see Joe Flacco, he's already played there. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe Joe Joe's back in New York, and I, I like Flacco. I think he's a decent quarterback. I don't think he's that bad. You know, I mean, he's old, <laughs> but um. And then I there, there was one that caught my eye. I think it was it wasn't Cam Newton. I don't remember who it was. There was a quarter. It may have been Flacco. There was someone I was like, "Ooh, that's interesting." We well, were talking about Case Keenum. Yeah, Case Keenum. There's some Matt Ryan. They want to pull him from the Tom CBS. Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady. Would that not be the funniest <laughs> NFL? I think that'd be the. I think that possibly be the greatest storyline in football history. Yeah, Tom Brady coming out of retirement again. Michael Jordan second retirement. Not, not you know, and playing for a division and arrival. playing for the team that he routinely for twenty years kicked their butts. Yeah, it'd be and plus you know the team that Bill Belichick resigned from and went to New England. So yeah. it just, you know, throw another wrinkle in there. But I think that commercial, have you seen that? It's it's the commercial when Emmett Smith and those guys, the old yeah, guys, come they, back. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. At the very end, it cuts to Edelman and Brady like out on the beach somewhere. And Edelman goes, you want to? And Brady goes, don't even think about it. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to happen. It'd be funny. It'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. I'd be watching every Jets game, but it's not going to happen. So I think the Jets can still win because their defense, obviously. But it all depends on can Zach Wilson just can he manage the game? Can he not turn the ball over a hundred times? Can he control the football and score just points? Just get points on the board. Your defense will 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 stop guys. But that offensive line, good names. The names are there, but the talent, the play was just not there this week. And right. one reason why Rodgers got killed. So now we're gonna move to the Cowboys segment. And just quick recap: He went ten and six. I went twelve and four. Yeah, yeah. I I was trying to chase. <laughs> so I was trying to the gloss was over the, even that. when I lose the yeah. weeks, I I will. Oh, yeah, I'm no, not no, be no, afraid no. to say it. No, I lost. Hey, man. I, d- I think the game that really surprised me the most was the Bucks Vikings, um, definitely, and the Bengals Browns. Yeah, I mean, what, whatever. They yeah. made me. Um, and I almost forgot. We are going to do Cowboys recap, and then we'll do Week Two. So it's just a little bit, a little bit more. Anyway, Cowboys watched some film on this game, had some notes. Um, only I took notes like this on my schoolwork. <laughs> I had to be a straight A student. Um I, I really felt like the defense was communicating well. Um, you know, definitely a lot of Demone Clark knew where it got everyone was knew where they're supposed to go. And if someone else knew you were in the wrong spot, they told you, hey, get here. Um the Giants just did not look good. they no. they 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 were and I'm kind of going off my notes here, so this is not all streamlined. Uh, John's making scared play calls. They were a lot more nervous. They were, you know... it was If the defense can do this every game, we could go... I'm not saying... We could win almost every game. We could win every game. Because if you force teams to pass because you're up so much, and this pass rush, it's going to be scary for teams. Yeah. Try and face that. Uh, Mozzie... Had a decent game. He needs to be better at holding his gap. Um, He, too many times for his strength, would get moved and then would throw the offense. There was one where he's supposed to be holding—I think it was the A gap. He's supposed to be holding the gap. He doesn't. The guard kicks him out. But then Mozzie puts the guard in his butt away from the play. So it's like, okay, use that strength— Immediately. —in the play where you could—we needed you because we got gashed a little bit there. I think a a linebacker made a play— but he he needs to be a little more uh, anchor anchor like and holding his gap. But it was his first game. Yeah, it was week one, and nose tackles like him usually can have a bit of a learning curve in the NFL, right? So he may not be a year one impact player. Which I know people well. He was your first round pick. Yes, but he may not be a year one impact player. It's possible. Right. And and if and from what I saw against the Giants, he wasn't. Um, Dallas, our offensive line. Early in the game, had some problems getting push in the run game. Um, definitely had problems with it. Corrected it later. But early in the game, their defensive line was doing a pretty good job of plugging their gaps. Yeah, it was nice
1: to see you know, Dak was only probably pressured a couple times. I mean, he was yeah. out uh, there having
0: a good time. Good good warm-up game. Oh, yeah. The pass protection was definitely there. Yeah. And and, and, then, and the play calls, were, were some, there were certain times where you'd look at it and go, well, he was getting pressured there. And it's like, well, yes, but the play call... The ball's supposed to be out before that guy gets there. That's the design of the play call. So really, the offensive line just needs to hold their blocks for three seconds. Now because of how McCarthy, from what I got from the Dallas play calling, especially in their passing game, if the O-line can hold for three, four seconds, that's all Dak will need. The play design is to get the ball out quickly, which is completely fine with me. Um, Biotis, his run blocking was not good. He definitely missed blocks. Um, There was one play where it was completely on him and there was a hole. I want to say it was to Pollard and there was a, he could have, you know, drove a Mack truck through and the problem was is the one guy that made a play was, it was Biotish and he let the guy through. I can't remember the exact play but it was, he needs, he 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 definitely just did not have his It's nice. Game.
1: It was nice because like that game was just so like, it was preseason. Like, yeah, it was just like, you're out there and, you can make a mistake without, you know, any yeah. negative impact Im- in the game. So it's like now look at what you did and just bounce back ready for a more competitive game too.
0: Exactly, exactly. Um, Excuse me, sorry. The tight ends had multiple drops, yeah. and they were crucial. They weren't like first and 10. No, there was one where Ferguson dropped one. Had of shot in the end zone. Yeah. And Ferguson was to be a, it was on the first field goal. And Ferguson, I think it wasn't. Ferguson dropped the pass. It would have been a first down. So you could have scored a touchdown on that drive. Yeah and gave Dak some more stats. Instead, you settle for a field goal. Um, the team definitely has found an identity. And the identity is something completely against what we had from the Jason Garrett era. Which, by the way, most of these guys were, did not play in the Garrett era. Or if they did, it was like the last year or two. I think the majority of the team is, is from the McCarthy era now, which is great. And McCarthy has, has definitely set a tone, and that tone is the football field is our hunting ground. And I, I, the, the, my biggest takeaway from this game and the thing that I noticed the most for us was we played physical. Past two years, you've struggled with this. The Niners in the, you know, the 2021 season, when you lost in the wild card round, they manhandled you. It was bad. Last year... It was a little more even, but they just—it was just bad offense. You just couldn't. They, they, their yeah. defense was more physical than your defense matched the the offense. Yeah, the their defense was physicality. Good. Yeah, but our offense did not match their defense's physicality. Right. Watching that Giants game, both sides of our both sides of the ball for us, and including special teams, all three parts of the game for us, they matched physicality. Yeah. And they were more physical. They were hunting and it was very fun to watch a team physically because last year it felt like we would morally, you know, destroy teams because the score would be a lot, but we would never physically just kill them. Right. Right. This felt like we were fit not only are we killing you in the scoreboard and mentally demoralizing you, we are physically demoralizing you by just beating you up. Right. Whoever has the ball, we're hitting him and we're gonna hit him hard. Right. We forced multiple fumbles. You hit Daniel Jones a bunch. Jones and the, the hits were getting to him. Because Daniel Jones would s- snap the ball, take two seconds, not even look at the field, and just run. Yeah. He, he's out of there. He is not want to stay in that pocket. You know, Dan Quinn used a lot of fun alignments. Micah as a defensive tackle. He used—there was one. You had four defensive ends on the field. Micah, he had Dorrance Armstrong inside, Tank Lawrence um inside, And I think it was like uh, uh, Dante Fowler on the outside, Mm -hmm. and it was something like that. He had four defensive ends playing. I mean, that's that's he's a an evil genius. He is truly the. I don't know if I said this last week, but I saw it on Twitter. They're calling him the Secretary of Defense. So that's that's what I'm going to be referring to him as now, from the Secretary of Defense. Just, I mean, my the takeaway I wrote down was both sides started a bit slow, but eventually found a groove. They played fast and made Daniel Jones escape what I call the invisible pressure, the ghost pressure. There was no pressure on plays that he was acting like that he was getting chased by Micah Parsons. We looked really good. We looked really good. But we look ahead to next week and preview the Jets. Obviously, with Aaron Rodgers out, you're a lot more confident in this game. Zach Wilson is a worse quarterback than Daniel Jones. You should have no problem demoralizing him.
1: But the, the difference is now that this Jets defense is good. Yeah. They are a good defense, so now this game is like yeah, your defense could be productive, but you're not going to get what you got last game. It's just not going to. happen. I mean, obviously, would love it to happen and it'd be awesome if it did, but it's you're not going to get that production from the special teams defense again right. every week. Yeah, you, you, so you're going to have to rely on that offense to, which didn't have a lot of reps. I mean, you're going to yeah. have to rely on them to put up some numbers because you're going to need it.
0: And I, I think for the offense, you're going to be in your own stadium at home, home opener, no weather. Right. You should be all right. Um, they don't really have any passing weapons other than Garrett Wilson. He's the only one that scares you. Well, of course. But, I mean, you know, they got guys really? like Alan Lazard and they
1: got guys like Michael Hardman who can beat you and do some damage. They, they for can sure. beat you, but I, I feel like when you're going against our corners. Right, you'd like to say we'd have an advantage, but you know you're going to have Diggs or Gilmore yeah. on Wilson at all
0: times. And you're going to be happy with that matchup, I yeah. think. Um, you do have to worry about um, Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall because your running defense looked better than last year but still a little bit shaky. Yeah. So you, ha- you have to get up early and it forces them to pass. And if they continue to run, let them run. Let them, you know, eat the clock. Yeah. Um. Get ahead, early. that's what I said. Get ahead early to force them to pass. Um. Definitely, if you, if you look at their uh their offensive line, Dwayne Brown is old, so take it. Mike take advantage of that. Yeah. Lakin Thompson had a really bad game. Connor McGovern, the other Connor McGovern, not the one that played here, <laughs> is just very mid, very meh. Um. Elijah Vera Tucker, good, is really good, and Becton is good but injury prone so you're looking at he hasn't he hasn't played that much in his NFL career so maybe take advantage of maybe a lot less experience they have a strong defense with a good front i mean you their defense is very very good definitely the strength of the team robert sala but I uh, and i want to backtrack here what did you i forgot to ask what did you think of the giants game and your takeaways and what are your takeaways uh, not takeaways what are your preview previews for the jets game yeah i mean
1: pretty much what i said and what you covered i mean s- extremely dominant win over new york and now you got the other New York now. Yeah. So, uh, listen, let's uh, go out there with that same type of because you got all the momentum in the world. Oh yeah. Um. So let's go out there. Let's show that you know we deserve to you know have our names up there for one of the best teams in football.
0: Well, and I I, I want to make a point. You know, there's a couple little Cowboy storylines I've been hearing. Um, did you hear about the Dak tattoo thing? So Dak got that leg tattoo right, kind of famous. Like it took it took 11 hours. Dak, oh, asked yeah, yeah. Be, Dak asked to be uh, sedated, and everyone was calling him soft. And I'm like, first of all, if I had that kind of money, sure, I don't want to sit there for 11 hours. I got places to be, you know. I mean, I mean, obviously that's that not the effect it would have, but I don't want to sit there for 11 hours and you know just sit, yeah. talk. I want to put, put me under. <laughs> I, I, I got the money, I can do it. And people calling him soft made me mad because I th- sat there and thought, if you just use basic. Um, Memory recalling skills, I can recall a game where Dak Prescott had his ankle snapped in half, pointing 90 degrees away from his leg, and instead of just crying and slamming the turf with his hand in pain, the man picked up his leg, slammed his broken ankle on the turf to try and knock it back in place. I understand the adrenaline's going there and shock is going, so he probably wasn't feeling it too much at that time. That's if your first instinct is to snap it back in place by slamming it on the turf, you're you're not a wuss. <laughs> right. I mean, it definitely was just it was. Sorry, I want to talk about it. It was bothering me enough to want to talk about it. Sure. And then, you know, Josh Allen had those turnovers, and it was some, a lot of the talking heads are making points like, "Hey, if if, that was Dak." I mean, if, if that was Dak, yeah. every talk show in America, the first thing every single one, including MLB Network, would be. Dak Prescott threw three inter- three interceptions yeah. and lost his team the game. This you know you know da 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 and so it really did bother me that you didn't really see it too much from Josh Allen. Um, it's just yeah whatever. Dak, you're still my guy. Uh, go out and prove that you are the quarterback that we you know you are. And I think this season is a, is kind of a make or break for the Dak crowd. Yeah, for right. Because sure. if you're on the Dak hating side, okay, and there are some valid reasons to hate Dak, none that I believe in. Well, you could make a case, right? Hasn't done anything. Has done the same as Romo with more teams, with better teams, right? There, there are cases to be made. I don't believe in him again, but there are to be there are cases to be made for Dak not being a good quarterback. And there's a lot for Dak being a great quarterback, being on the cusp of elite, being top ten, and one of these sides will be proven right this year, right? And I think we're both on the Dak is a great quarterback side, yeah. right? So. I think one one side will be proven right. If you can make the playoffs again, and even if you lose, even if you lose, you know, if you lose in the, in the divisional round again, it does create kind of a deck can't get farther than what Romo got with a bet with better teams. But I feel that with Dak, if you make the conference title game or Super Bowl, man, those Dak hairs better shut up. Yeah, you can't. W- what's your excuse now? Hasn't won one. Marino never won one. So what what is your excuse now? You know, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. I don't think that really should be that big of an accolade for a singular quarterback unless you were like Brady and won six. Yeah. Right. It 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 bothers me. And it it should bother a lot more Cowboys fans. And it, it it bothers the Cowboys players. You saw Jaron Curse talking about don't talk about my quarterback like that. Yeah. And I like it he said my quarterback because it shows that hey, maybe on that practice field it's two different teams, defense and offense. But in you know, Another on, team. on it's it, your brothers. You're They're all, all the same team, exactly. And I, I, this team feels to be playing as one. It just feels like this is going to be a documentary in a couple. Of, you know, in ten years, the. You know, and I think the the name for it should probably be what the name for the season is. They're calling it Carpe. Was it Carpe Amina? It's lat. It was. It was something like that. And it was it's Latin for I think it seize? Seize everything. And I love that. <laughs> it's something along those lines. Seize everything, and they were definitely seizing on Sunday night. And you know Dak. If you watch, by the way, I love the sound from the sidelines that the Dak that, that the Dallas Cowboys put on YouTube. You seen those? I think like, I have. So go on YouTube. i you, look at it. You can go years past and see old players. It's how you you kind of find players you like. So what they do is they put cameras and mics on the sidelines, and they do sounds from the sidelines. And they usually only do team times when they win. Right. Which should be a lot this year. But they did one. It's like it's like six seven minutes. It's it's really good. You 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 kind of see the players' personalities a lot more. And Dak in the pregame. Said something. I mean, it, I cannot remember what it was, but it was it was we don't take prisoners, we kill. Right. It's like dang, <laughs> this team is motivated and yeah. ready to go kill some people on that football field. Is this this hunting ground? Yeah. So we are definitely going to preview week two as I've been rambling. Yeah. About the Dallas Cowboys. No, no worries. So, all right, we got Thursday night football: Vikings at Eagles. Eagles. I hope the Vikings pull it out. But what do you think, eh, Eagles? Yeah. Um. Packers at Falcons. I got the pack. Um, Jordan Love. I mean, it's it, it's a good it's a good Falcons team, but I just I don't trust Arthur Smith. I I don't know what he's doing with his offense. You spent three straight first round picks on offensive players and refused to really use them except Bijan. Yeah. This is a match. I think they can go either way because the Falcons did look
1: good week one. They were yep. using Bijan and Tyler Algier in effective ways. They were both very good. Um... So you don't really know what you're going to be expecting from them in a performance. You could see them putting up 20 points a week or 7 points a week. Like right. You don't really know. Um, from going off last week, though, i I, I got to take the Packers with confidence. I mean, they look good. Love looked good. Christian Watson should be coming back. Um, yeah. He's questionable, and he's their number one target. And Love was dealing. Put up 38 points. So, yeah. I mean,
0: I, I give, me, Packers, give me Packers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Raiders at Bills. Bills. Okay. Not much. Yeah. bills. I'll go Bills there. They're better. Bounce. It's, it's, it's a nice bounce back game for them. Ravens at Bengals. I'm taking the Ravens to bounce back. I mean the brave Bengals. Yeah. I'm thinking the the, the the Bengals to bounce back in this game. I'm right there with you. At home, beat beat the Ravens. I think I think they'll figure it out. Uh, Seahawks at Lions. Give me the Lions. Home opener of what's shaping up to be probably the most exciting season in Lions history, <laughs> which is not an understatement to say. Um, you know, give me the Lions. Yeah. Lions, I assume. Yeah, I'm going Lions. Yeah. Colts at Texans. Give me the Colts. They looked a lot better than Texans did last week mm-hmm. against um, you know, uh not not a who who you know, the Colts definitely looked good last week against a playoff team. You know, so the, the Texans look really bad against a playoff team. So give me the Colts. Yeah, I mean it all kind of just depends on uh, you know,
1: Anthony Richardson. He took a little bit of a shot um late in the game. So it kinda depends on his health status. Um, but you know, right. I'm going I'm gonna kinda do what I did last week. He plays, give me the Colts. He okay. doesn't, give me the Texans. Okay, But yeah, okay. I'm going Colts.
0: So you're saying if Richard
1: doesn't play? If Richard doesn't play, give me the Texans. Okay, that's fair. Yeah.
0: All right, so if this practice squad player doesn't play, I'm taking this team. <laughs> if we're doing that, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, Chiefs at Jag, give me the Chiefs. Bounce back game. Yes. On the road, go win. Kelsey should be back, give me the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, Bears at Bucks. give me the Bucks. I think, you know, obviously with the, with the way the offensive line for the Bears played, I think the Bucks defense is going to swarm. And I think the Bears try to make it a better game, but give me the Bucks. Yeah,
1: that, again, another one where you can kind of go either way. But we've, really been the exact, we've been the exact same going down, you know, the first seven predictions. So I'm just going to go away and just okay. see if we can, you know, be a little different here. I'm going to go the Bears.
0: All right. Uh, Chargers at Titans. Give me the Chargers. I mean.
1: Give me the Chargers. Just Chargers Titans today. did not look good. Yeah.
0: I mean. Giants at Cardinals. Give me the Cardinals. They looked a lot better than the Giants did. Give me the cards. You know? uh, I'm going to take the Giants here. Okay, yeah. I'm going to take the Giants here. Um, Niners at Rams, give me the Niners Niner. on the road, you know, go out and beat the Rams. Yep. Uh, and so, and so this so
1: is so so some, you know, show some,
0: yeah, any sort of regression. Give me the Niners. Not a lot of great games. A lot, a lot of just like, well, that one's obvious. This one's obvious, right? Uh, Jets at Cowboys. If Rogers was playing, I'd actually probably be more inclined to say the Jets just because it's Rogers playing the Cowboys. But give me the Cowboys, even if Rogers was playing. I mean, I, I love the team that we have. Oh, yeah, me too. Going Coming off the week of the last week. I'm taking our boys. Let's, let's feast that offensive line. And they were so in the, the stands on the sideline. They were talking about what's the record for the most sacks? 14. Oh, we can get that. Yeah. So you know, if they now that they know that, I wonder if they're ever going to like you know think about that. Yeah. Um, Commanders at Broncos. Give me the Broncos. I'm I am going to pick the dang Broncos until they win a game here. Yeah, give me the Broncos. Okay. Dang it, Sean Payton, please don't screw me here.
1: Yeah. Um, Judy should be back as well, so yeah. they should have their full receiving core. Um, Javante Williams looks to be in more of a Workload now. He was kind of, you know, limited, obviously, coming off a bad injury last year. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, really working him back into the offense, you know, because he's a very young, talented running back, and I think getting him back in that offense Sunday, should make him more effective.
0: Sunday Night Football, we got Dolphins at Patriots. Give me the Patriots. At home, against the Dolphins, you played really well last week. If you can somehow stop Tyreek Hill, and I think the way you stop Tyreek Hill is not cover him. It's hit Tua. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's hit the quarterback. So give me the Patriots for an upset on on prime time. I'm going to go Dolphins. I mean, they have, you know,
1: such a great game. Oh, yeah. You got to, you know, until they show anything, you know, saying that there's some guy hurt or whatever, but give me the Dolphins.
0: One thing is they don't have Jalen Ramsey. That's the reason why I'm going with the Patriots. And I think that Bill O'Brien is a better OC than Kellen Moore. And so I'm curious, obviously it doesn't have the weapons that right. Kellen Moore has, but I'm curious to see, can, can Bill O'Brien's scheme right. out? Scheme oh, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that the Dolphins' defense the Dolphins. played way below average.
1: I mean, yeah. they were not good, um, but their offense it was there.
0: Uh, Saints, at and then the stupid, I hate this, the the stupid doubleheader on Monday Night Football where they do two games at once, which yeah. I hate. Then I
1: well, the first game starts at six fifteen, and then once that game goes to halftime, the next game will be starting, because it's six fifteen and seven fifteen. So they're kind of playing it like, okay, well, once this game goes to halftime, you switch over to this game. But then you got both at the same time. Yeah. So okay. Saints at Panthers. Give me the Saints.
0: Give me the Saints. Give me the Saints. I mean, I like Bryce Young. I think you know first time on prime time, but give me the Saints. And then Browns at Steelers, give me the Browns. They looked really good last week. Um give me the Browns in this game over the Steelers. And I think they're just gonna continue to falter on offense.
1: Yeah, and I'm gonna go with the uh I'm gonna go with the Browns.
0: And I uh, did get a notification here um that interest just, just a little tidbit here. Um anything else? Uh the NFL Players Association is going to call for quote moving all stadium fields to natural grass in wake of Aaron Rodgers' good. seasoning injury. Good. So I don't know if you know. Obviously, I don't know the science behind everything, but we'll see. And just because you got that tweet, and I want to
1: I want to bring this up because there's two tweets I want to talk about. Actually, going back to basketball real quickly. I know okay. I know we're going backtracking, but we didn't You're talk good. about anything at all. Um, the new the the NBA whatever the PA. Announced that they are going to ban the rule against resting two of their star players. Um, You can't have more than one player, star player resting in a right. game. So Clippers, for example, because they're obviously the headline of that, um, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George both can't be out at the same time. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Just because of... Uh, obviously, if there's an injury, sure, but you can't just rest them. You can't rest both of them, which is good because people pay so and spend money to so th- see your best guys. So the NBA is doing this? Yeah. And the thing is, but here's the problem. How do you define star? Um, they said that three or more all-NBA selections, or I
0: believe, I think it was all-NBA or all-star All, all star selections. Because, like, if we, let's say that Grant Williams needed a rest day and that Luca needed a rest day. We gave them both a rest Luka day. If and Kyrie, one of them cannot get rest. Okay. More, yeah. Okay. Luke and Kyrie. But, but my my question is, what about someone like Grant Williams or someone that is a great role player? Could this so you have to have a restriction on it? Yeah, let me you, you let get, me look
1: real quick. I know we're taking some more time yeah, that we good. shouldn't be.
0: Um, yeah, uh, we're we're trying to limit our episodes to no more than an hour. Obviously, this one we failed to do so. It's just you know we we got a lot to talk about and yeah, you know I don't want to talk fast because when I talk fast it's not a good thing. I've been told um, I'm very difficult to understand. So, Chase, when you find that yeah, we will, we will go ahead and sign off. I believe I believe it was like three or more all NBA selections,
1: whether it's third or second or first team. And then one more thing is that Brandon Ingram is not in the looks to sign a new extension with the Pelicans. Interesting. So I feel like you know that's a guy. Obviously, we'd love to have him. But it's a guy that you know that we can use. But you do love a lot of players. See what happens.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this podcast. Again, we're trying to limit our time, but it's just difficult because you know we, we want we want to talk about everything. So. Yeah. Thank you, guys. If you have stuck around this long, thank you. We definitely appreciate you listening to us ramble about sports for an hour. So uh, we will talk to you guys next Wednesday. All right. See See you. Yep.